0: Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up, a small employer has been ordered to pay a former employee £60,000 in compensation because her request for remote working was denied. Keep listening to find out why this amounted to sex discrimination. Plus, the last few years has seen an increase in people opting for SIM-only deals for calls and data on their mobile phones. How does tax relief for business use of these differ from an all-inclusive contract? We explain all that you need to know. And don't forget to visit indicator-flm.co.uk to download our series of free mini guides to tax and HR matters. There's really no obligation.
1: You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation, and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify. Apple, Amazon, and Deezer, and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher.
0: So flexible and homeworking has of course become very popular over the course of the past two and a half years, but it doesn't come without its risks for employers. And in fact, one small employer has been ordered to pay a former member of staff £60,000 because her request for remote working was denied. Now, these requests can be refused if there are legitimate grounds, but this employer made a serious error. What was it? Well, let's look at the background facts first, and they are that Mrs Hodgson, let's call her H, began working for a business in January 2017. By 2018, she was the office and marketing manager. Now, under her employment contract, she could spread her 30 weekly hours across Monday to Friday and much of her work could be done remotely. This is obviously long before there was any any, uh, pandemic around. In 2018, H spoke to her boss and requested homeworking. She explained that her adult son had health issues and this would enable her to support him. The boss refused on the basis that it would not be in her best interests for her son to be around her all of the time. However, several of the employer's male employees had flexible and home working arrangements in place. Now, on 1st of November 2018, H's adult son was admitted to hospital with sepsis and later diagnosed with aggressive leukaemia. At this point, she left work to be with him, as you'd expect. She subsequently contacted the employer, advising it of her son's condition. She also asked if she could work remotely from the hospital as her son will be undergoing chemotherapy and she wanted to be there to support him as much as possible, also reasonable. Now, her boss informed H that he could not permit a remote working arrangement and others had been assigned her work. He further told her that she should take holiday for the first two weeks of her absence and then go on to unpaid leave. H's boss was unsympathetic when she asked how she was going to pay her mortgage, stating, I'm not an open book, Lorraine. Hmm, nice. When she asked uh, her boss to reconsider remote working, he again refused. At this point, she was signed off sick and eventually resigned in July 2019. She then claimed constructive dismissal and sex discrimination. The tribunal noted... That H's boss had dismissed her remote working request out of hand, not considered whether it was a feasible option, and had given male employees a variety of flexible working arrangements. As a result of this, her employer's refusal was clearly an act of sex discrimination, and H had been constructively dismissed. She was therefore awarded over £60,000 in compensation. What's the draw from this? Well, obviously, the employer, her boss in this case, acted in a highly inappropriate way. Um, But from a legal perspective, obviously don't dismiss a remote or flexible working request out of hand, particularly if the employee has emergency or ongoing family care responsibilities. Always discuss it with the employee and give it full consideration. Where you're unsure about the arrangement consider granting it on a temporary basis and place it under ongoing review. Now, of course there are grounds to re- to reject a flexible re- uh, working request and we have them set out in our flexible working policy. Just see the details below to download it. Only use these grounds to reject a request and they must genuinely apply to the situation. So in conclusion, the employer dismissed the employee's request out of hand had granted male employees various alternative arrangements. On that basis, the employer's actions were clearly an act of sex discrimination. Now, if you're unsure about a remote working arrangement, consider granting it on a temporary basis and review it periodically. Anyway, hope this helps. The last few years have seen an increase in people opting to buy their mobile phones outright and take a SIM-only contract for calls and data. Often it works out considerably cheaper. But how does tax relief for business use of these differ compared to an all-inclusive deal? Well, HMRC has a long-standing exemption which applies to employer-provided mobiles. However, we're not considering the details of the exemption, but situations where you use your personally paid-for mobile for work as an employee or self-employed individual. Because of the way the legislation is worded, HMRC takes a different approach to the all-inclusive, that's the device plus services, contracts, compared with separate purchases of equipment and services, even if they are made at the same time and from the same provider, which of course is what often happens. HMRC, illogically in our opinion, makes a distinction between business use by employees and self-employed workers. So let's look at employees first and separate purchases. If your job means you have to use a mobile phone, you may be entitled to some tax relief for business use. If you buy the device separately from the services, HMRC will allow you a tax deduction for part of the cost of the phone, which is in proportion to the amount of business use, but none for the cost of phone services where you use it for private purposes, except where you incur an identifiable cost for a business call or data charge. This will usually only occur where your usage exceeds the free call or data limits under the contract. Now, there is a tip here. Some service providers have contracts which, while seemingly all inclusive, actually divide the monthly charges between the cost of the device and the services. This allows you some tax relief, whereas you would get none for a contract where the monthly payment is not divided. Now, what about the self-employed situation? Although the legislation for tax relief for self employed individuals, and this includes those in business partnerships, is worded very similarly to that for employees, in practice, HMRC treats them differently. Now, that is, it usually, but not always, there's usually an inconsistency, allows tax relief for the cost of mobile phone all inclusive contracts in proportion to the business use. Therefore, if someone was self employed and their business use of a phone was 75%, HMRC would allow them a corresponding amount of tax relief regardless of which type of contract they were signed up to. So in summary, the rules mean that HMRC can refuse tax relief for the cost of an all-inclusive contract if there is any private use. By contrast, where you purchase a mobile phone separate from the call and data service, you can claim a tax deduction for the cost which is in proportion to the business use of the phone. Can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back again soon and we'll be considering the tax pros and cons of taking a salary from from a startup and why you shouldn't rely on PPE alone to reduce certain hazards. But for now, Thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye.
1: You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk.